This is the second episode of the Fresh Comics Podcast. We are talking about the AMC television series Preacher, also known as the comic book series Preacher. Gonna let you know what we think about it. Uh, let's see, uh, uh, there will be spoilers in this episode both for the television series season one and two as well as for the comic book series uh gonna try to keep that uh as much to a minimum as possible just because it's a great series and everyone needs to read it um but spoilers shouldn't be uh the thing that turns you away from something great anyway but uh didn't mean to go off on a rant there so let's go ahead and get this show started talk about preacher here we go hey everybody welcome back to the fresh comics podcast uh this is your host ian i'm here with my co-host nikki hello and uh we are here to talk about the television show and comic book series preacher finally preacher 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 (laughs) because we can't stop thinking about it we've been mentioning it in the last two episodes or the episode in the uh you know intro thing uh quite a bit uh it's a series that we both love um all of us at the the freshly baked network big fans of uh you know garth ennis and whatnot um but particularly this series um for those of you who don't know Preacher is a series about, uh, well, a preacher, a down-on-his-luck sort of uh, losing-his-faith preacher in Texas who uh, comes into contact and becomes the host of a baby uh, that is a hybrid between an angel and a demon known as Genesis uh, that gives him the ability to sort of make people do whatever he wants uh, just by saying it to him. Yep, using the word. The word. And uh, in both the show and the comic book, uh, it's very literal stuff. Um, If he tells you to burn, you will catch on fire. It's not just making you do stuff. Uh, It's very otherworldly and super fun. And uh, the series, both of them are basically him, uh, his longtime love, Tulip, uh, their fresh buddy, (laughs) Cassidy the Vampire, uh, they go on a trip to try to find God, who has left heaven, uh, out of fear of this Genesis creature and what it can do, and uh, sort of try to figure out why the fuck he left, and uh, they go on wacky misadventures along the way. That's uh, a really good synopsis of both the book and the show being how different they are from each other but that's still like a really good breakdown of what you get from both of those shows that core still exists yeah Yeah. that's just uh the show to me and one of the things that i feel like i can complain about sometimes isn't quite as much of a road trip adventure as the comic book uh tends to be um but the pal dynamic and the (laughs) the lack of trust and full-on large amounts of trust that switches between all three of them uh, is very fun. Um, but, uh, yeah, there have been some some big changes between the show and the comic book as far as how the plot is unfolding and how certain characters have been uh, characterized. Um, 
but for the most part, uh, if you have seen one and haven't the other, you would enjoy uh, the other side of it. Um, yeah, no matter what, there there is something for everybody to watch, to get when they watch Preacher. Like, no. Seth Rogen did a very good job of that. Yeah, and that's the the show was uh, created by Seth Rogen, uh, of all people, and his writing partner, Evan Goldberg, and another friend of theirs, uh, Sam Catlin. Um, they wrote a couple of the episodes themselves and directed, including the, uh, the first two uh, episodes of the second season, uh, which were really great ways of oh starting my God. off. Uh, oh my gosh, they were amazing. The, uh, the first season uh, very much is like a prequel sort of to the comic book in a way. Uh, it's an elongated version of the first issue of the comic and sort of how Jesse gets Genesis um, and what leads up to him hitting the road uh, from the small town of Anvil. Uh, it's vastly different how it's handled in both the show and the comics. Um, but uh, the catalyst of the destruction of the town is what leads him and his cohorts to sort of, uh, you know, pack up and, and head out to some exciting new adventures. Um, we didn't know what to expect of the show. At least I know I didn't when I'd first heard about it. I had read the comic books prior uh, to it coming up. I know that... When, the, did, when did you read them first? Uh, I full-on read the entire series probably about 10 years ago. Um, before that, I knew about it. It's uh, my stepdad, Steve. Uh, uh, Shout out, Steve. Wolf Tracks Wolf T-shirts Tracks. and designs. Um, yeah, he loves it. It's his favorite comic book series of all time, and I'd kind of seen it and known a little bit about it, but at the time I was uh, interested in other things, so I didn't really check it out. But, um, yeah, full-on dove into it about 10 years ago, read all of it. Uh, it's 75 issues, 66 normal ones, plus uh, some spinoffs. That's what includes... Uh, the Tale of Arseface, um, the exclamation of the Saint of Killers. Um, these are all characters within the series. Uh, and Cassidy's backstory, his little one-issue thing. Um, and uh, I got the trade paperbacks from the library. They were, there are nine volumes of that. Um, and uh, it was something that had been floated around Showtime at a certain point, like later uh in the 90s i think maybe even before the series had been completed uh which was in 2000 um but at the time it was too like extreme for even showtime to pick up like they did not like the idea of all of this god's an asshole is escaped from heaven or isn't wanting to do his duties uh and this dude who can <laughs> control the word of god the whole thing is very intense and uh i can understand why in the late 90s you know, they wouldn't want to pick it up. Yeah. Uh, but um, to finally have gotten a full-on show was really exciting for for me. Um, and, yeah, you didn't start reading the series until after I, you watched the show? No, I started reading it, like, six months before the show was announced to actually happen. Oh, right. Because uh, we were still living, like, in separate states. Yeah. And I was trying to think of stuff to get, and I was at the comic book store, and I was like, what do I get? Either Transmetropolitan, right. Preacher, or uh, uh, Swamp Thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, Alan Moore Swamp Thing. Yeah, yeah, Alan Moore Swamp Thing. And you're like, well, I have all the Transmet, so don't buy that. And, you know... I think you said at some point you had Swamp Thing already, too. Yeah, it was going like to be. Like, on download. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I downloaded that. So I was like, okay, well, then I'll just get Preacher. And then 
after reading it, you were like, hey, this is, I was like, this is going to be amazing. I couldn't remember if, uh, if you'd already started reading before it was announced. Um, just a little bit before it was announced. Like I, I just piled through, like just ran through the first book and it was like, Hey, here it is. And I was like, Holy shit. Thank <laughs> That's awesome. Excellent. I'm just here. Oh, I'm out of coffee. Uh, oh, darn. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's, um, it's a series that the comic books were very 90s. Everything in it is very 90s feeling. Uh, the hair, right, the yeah, The way that the characters are dressed, <laughs> which is really awesome. Um, down to uh, Arseface, the character I mentioned earlier. Those of you don't know about the series, he is a kid that uh, shoots himself in the face with a shotgun um, for different reasons. In the comic books, it is because he idolizes Kurt Cobain. Again, very big product of the 90s. It started in 95, so it would have been prime time yeah. for somebody to, to be encouraged by that, I guess. Um, in the show, it's due to uh, depression of uh, fucking over a young woman. Uh, or she was an asshole. Yeah, uh, she's a fucking Yeah, bitch. she had to Fuck try to kill herself to... You're, you're a bitch. To fucking... You get attention or whatever yeah she's awful um (laughs) but yeah so in the comics it's it's as like a punk rock rebellion thing and he's like the sweetest character imaginable uh eugene root and he uh is subtitled both in the comics and in the show which i thought was a great uh great thing Um, he is played by ian coletti ian coletti yeah yeah and he is so cute so and can adorable. sing like and, crazy yeah and just the fact that he can uh act with that prosthetic on his face yeah. just like through his eyes and he's been praised for this his twitter is just the funnest thing to watch he's so humble and sweet about it yeah, he's a really great actor he he does the character justice the prosthetic is awesome that was one of those things that when we first talked about the show happening was a uh, worry like would would they go full on with ours face and they did and it's perfect yeah. and yeah the kid is great and uh yeah his eyes are very emotionful he's uh he was originally in a show called rake uh, which I have not seen, but he was like, I guess the the kid in that, and he's like a random kid in stuff. Like he's just been in some little bit parts as so this kid. This would probably be one of his um, biggest roles. Yeah, this uh, that Rake show, and uh, he's in a little indie film called Phoebe in Wonderland, which I have not seen. Um, huh. But uh, he's good. I want to see him in more stuff, and uh, I think it's pretty awesome uh, for him to get essentially his breakout role in something like this, um, especially when. Uh, you know, there's so much controversy involved in a series like this. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, I don't know where I was going with that. Um, he's just great. So yeah, thanks Ian for being, yeah. you know, keep it up. Um, keeping up the namesake. Yeah. There's not a lot of good Ian's. Yeah. Out right. There. I typically don't care for many of them like that asshole who refuses to go by Ian and goes by Ian from Sharknado uh, oh. and <laughs> like Beverly Hills 90210 yep, or some shit. Yeah, he's the worst. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, Jesse Custer, the main the main fella, um, he, in the comics, is a very altruistic, kind dude, though losing sort of his faith in humanity and, and his religion. Um but is shown again and again to sort of be like this great hero. He models himself after uh, John Wayne, uh, whom he sees in the comics as uh, like an imaginary friend uh, that we only see in Shadow, referred to as the Duke, Um, which there have been lots of mentions of the Duke on the show, Uh, little things about him watching John Wayne as a kid, stuff like that. When they're in the Uh, apartment uh, in the flashback with with his roommate. 
uh, their friend. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think he's a roommate. I just think he's a Donnie or yeah, something like that. Yeah, something like Donnie or Danny. Yeah. Yeah. remember. Um, But yeah, he mentioned something about it. Uh, The show, of all the stuff that it it does go insane with it they i guess it felt like a, an imaginary friend was just a little too far uh or my thought was that maybe uh they couldn't get the rights to the likeness of john wayne uh, yeah for the kind of character that he is in the in the comics but or they might um, hit us with it in in season three yeah. or maybe even season four if they get a season four yeah which that's one of the weird things um maybe he'll start seeing uh the duke when he's alone yeah as, uh, we've seen him in uh, in the comics. He he goes into a thing, uh, the the coffin uh, that is just a, a wooden box that gets sunk to the bottom of a swamp uh, as punishment when he's a kid. And in the comics, that's when he first shows up to him. Uh, is when he's when Jesse's first in the box or in the coffin. And in the show, we got to see the coffin in a flashback for a minute, but uh, no, no Duke. Duke. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but that's okay because with all the other stuff they have to kind of get in it's okay yeah like, we we don't need a subplot where he's talking to himself yeah because fans of the comics they have that they have the dude yeah. they know what the little nods that they're giving us they know what those nods are yeah so i think that should be enough um and yeah so uh he's a bit of a cowboy but he's a good guy and and in the show he's a little bit more of an asshole He's a little bit self-centered. Yeah, he's a little bit selfish. I'm hoping that self-involved uh, maybe, maybe yeah, because I if there's a real difference between self-centered and self-involved, I feel like self-involved. He's just more. He has his mindset to something. His goal to find God yeah. is the most important yeah. thing. Yeah. So he's being blinded by so much other stuff. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, he is played by Dominic Cooper, uh, who is awesome. He plays uh, Howard Stark in the Avengers stuff. Uh, uh, Tony Stark's <laughs> I always dad. Forget that. I uh, love it. He's also in a movie called Devil's Double, where he plays, um, I think, Uday Hussein, one of the Hussein kids, and his body double. And it's a, it's a really cool movie. He plays both roles, uh, and it's really rad. Um, and uh, I cannot read my handwriting so the last thing is just going to be be a lost mystery. to that yeah <laughs> check out his imdb page and yeah figure it out for yourself he's good he's a really good dude he's got the cowboy thing down pat uh he is uh not from america no, they keep having these goddamn cowboys that aren't american dudes but they're so good uh just like ruth nega who plays tulip uh is irish um and not at all and Joe Gilligan is English. Like. Yeah, Joe Joe Gilligan. Is, yeah, he's he's English playing an Irishman, and then we have an Irish woman playing an, an American. Uh, it's it's amazing, but they all they all nail that, so it works uh, very well. But yeah, uh, Ruth Nega is Tulip. Um, there are some differences between her and her comic book counterpart too, but for the most part, she's just a badass chick uh, who can take care of herself. Uh, even in some pretty strenuous situations, and who will fight for Jesse, uh, no matter how dumb she thinks he's being at the yeah. moment. The swing um, she took at uh, the saint yeah. was awesome. In yeah. the show, she just the saint's beating up on Jesse. She takes that swing, and she's just like, "Get, get she away goes from for him!" It. Yeah, and she awesome. she holds her own. It's great. We've seen her have a couple of good fights, and that's one of the things I have to suggest to people at this show. Uh, if the bizarre. Uh, plot isn't cool enough um the fight sequences are really great uh, oh yeah some of the best oh, i've seen yeah. on television in a while uh lots use really cool soundtracks uh in them to help there's due to the supernatural nature of certain characters uh some really intense uh brutal fights the fights feel kind of real they're all very people are 
exhausted by the yeah. end of them. They're panting and they're dragging themselves around, and it's it's very heavy hitting. And and I do I love that uh, a lot about that. Um, and yeah, we mentioned uh, Joe Joe Gilgan uh, plays Cassidy. He's the vampire in the comic books, a ginger, another ginge. Uh, we lose to television, but I like Gilgan, so um, yeah. you, you know <laughs> I'll what? accept it. Put it on a poster board. <laughs> I am. I'm, I'm starting a coalition soon. Um, it's going to be a show that comes to our network soon. It's just a ginger podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll make that happen. Gingers only. We need a show. Um, but yeah, he uh, he's in the show Misfits. It's a British uh, show about a bunch of kids uh, who get superpowers kind of from uh, an electric storm. It's a really rad show. Um, and then he's just in a bunch of like British stuff does like bit parts and like a lot of background roles um and ruth nega also was on misfits which i'd totally forgotten oh that's um, cool and she's uh, a major character in agents of shield as well as showing up in world war z uh to be a zombie no she's uh one of the who doctors one of the oh, doctors in a it'd facility, be really yeah. cool to see her as a zombie i love her yeah she's fantastic. she's really good she's a woman to idolize yeah yeah, she's intense. I really wish that they would play her a bit more intelligent in the show. Uh, she's d- d- Tulip is a very smart character, uh, but Ruth Nega herself is just badass, and she keeps doing good stuff. Uh, she was the one who was actually up for the role initially. Yeah. She went to read with Dominic to help, and he's like, I like this shit. How to get on? They are um, married in real life, for those who don't know. Yeah. Dominic Cooper and Ruth Nega. They yeah, they are a real-life couple. They're fantastic. So their chemistry is really good in the show, I think, too. Uh you can really feel uh, their passion and, and fun and frustration with each other. Yeah. It's, uh, it's really good. I mean, what's better than doing like... something fun with your best friend? Yeah, exactly. Right? It's so super wink, cute. nudge, nudge. Um, then we've uh, <laughs> got another character, the Saint of Killers. Uh, he's a pretty prevalent character in the comics and in the show. Um, he is uh, literally what his name sounds like. He is the saint of all killers. Uh, he is a demon-ish uh, individual who is in hell uh, for Massacre and a bunch of pokes. And he has like kind of a tragic backstory about just being a dude who tried to retire and, and uh, trying to do the right thing uh, got his daughter killed by a disease uh, due to him. His daughter and his down. wife. And his wife, yeah. He walked into hell and froze everything <laughs> yes and uh straight up uh kills satan yeah um, uh, uh he is bestowed his power technically he is the new angel of death because yeah. the angel of death is like i didn't ask to be this this kind of sucks i hate my job this guy comes in freezes hell and he's like all right i got a i got a proposition for you yeah so saints of killers takes it kills satan and then bounces and that's all in the comic book and then he, he goes out for jesse uh he is hired by the angels that genesis essentially escaped from and they're like scared shitless mm-hmm. um in the show uh it's sort of the same way um he is broken out of hell uh helen in the series is much more like a prison uh than like an actual hellscape all of that shows up in the second season um there is a fun subplot where we get to see uh, our space, uh, Eugene, hanging out with Adolf Hitler who, in hell. Who I never thought in my life I would be like, aw, Hitler. <laughs> Hitler is a sympathetic character through most of the second Holy season shit. of the show. It's really great. <laughs> uh, so that's exciting. And Hitler is played uh, by um, Noah Taylor, who is in Life Aquatic. Which we just watched uh, Which last we just night. watched because yeah. that's a great movie. Um, he's also... Uh, uh, 
uh, Father uh, Bucket, uh, Charlie Bucket's dad in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, the one that has uh, oh my God, Johnny Depp right. in it. Yeah, that's Holy so hit. That's Hitler. And also, real fun, found out while I was going through his IMDb, he played Hitler in another movie <laughs> called Max where he is uh, being taught art by an art teacher <laughs> as, as young Hitler. So oh, this that's... is his second time playing Hitler and probably that, a much more fun. That is so fantastic. <laughs> Hitler role. So yeah, I thought you'd get a kick out of that. Oh my God, I did. Thank you. You're welcome. And uh, Graham McTavish <laughs> is the Saint of Killers. He is uh, Dwaylin in the Hobbit trilogy. Uh, and he does voices for fucking Everything. He's in Call of Duty games. He's in the Uncharted series. He shows up as background voices in uh, fucking Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, the what? old game for the Xbox nice. and PC. Yeah, so he's been doing voice work for a really long time. Uh, but this is like one of his major uh, series roles as like a major character. Um, he's very badass. Uh, I oh think my God, right? that. Uh, it, it was a little weird talking about showing a, a, a hand-to-hand fight with him in the series. It's very bizarre for anybody who's read the comics, I feel like, because he's, he's never seen without his guns. He's never separated yeah. from them. He is such a another one of those chaotic winds of danger, like I always talk about Joker. Um, the show gives him even more humanity, which is fun. It deepens the character a little bit more. Ow. It gives us some motivations of what uh, we might see later on with him uh, trying to escape hell. He is captured again uh, by the end of the second season. But I'm um, hoping, yeah, I'm definitely hoping we see him talk to Satan. I kind of hope we get him killing Satan. Yeah. Just to, as a cheery, big yeah. jerk off fuck <laughs> you to every, like, everything. Get him back out there. And then just him leave to go get to Jesse. Because we need him on Jesse's side. That's a big fun thing that people who like the comic books know. Eventually, the saint helps Jesse in his search for God, who is a total jerk. Um and just slack uh and slack as fuck yeah the second season of the series involves him trying to find god uh with god being right under his nose the entire time um but uh the way that it ended seems like they're trying to touch on uh something with how the comics works when he goes to angelville where he was raised uh, as a child um in the comic books uh she is shot in the head and killed and god resurrects her after he being a big old just dick. whines about being uh, his job i'm not the bad guy see um, i'm not i only killed her to make you love me <laughs> i'm not a bad guy well yes and and tulip in the series uh, also gets mortally shot uh, but in a different way and we find that uh jesse's people in angelville can raise folks from the dead so I guess uh, that's how we're going to have her uh, no longer be dead come the third season. But uh, one of the things that I wanted to touch on, we keep talking about a third season, but there actually officially hasn't been one announced still. Yeah. Even as this episode. You've made the comment that they only made uh, bought time for uh, filming in New Orleans. Yeah. So at least we know if it does happen, we that's where it's going to be. We're Angelville, at least getting that Angelville start. Yeah. Um, sorry. Most things... Most things won't renew a license if they're not going to renew a season of a show. Um, that's kind of a weird thing to spend money on if you're not going to have the show come back. And uh, Inside Things have said that the, they're going to be getting a bigger budget if the show comes back. But still no official word from AMC or the creators of the show 
straight up saying we are going to do a third season. It's definitely happening. These are the filming times. So hopefully we get a season three. Season two ends on a lot of weird cliffhangers. There's... Yeah, if we don't, like, I feel like they're just... They... I feel like it's it's a yeah, but they just haven't told anybody yet. Because yeah. Because maybe they're like, it's a guaranteed yes. Well, I found like... out recently that, you know, Robert Kirkman is stepping away from AMC. And they're having some contract oh. issues with Walking Dead stuff. Uh, so they might, AMC might just be trying to make sure they have the money that they're offering Preacher. Uh, that's just a wild shot in the dark uh, on my end, however. Um, I don't really know yeah, for sure. Yeah, none of this is, is conclusive. Don't take our... Yeah, we read the same <laughs> news that you guys do on bullshit websites. Uh, we just repeat it, so... Um, but we do know that... Um, not that all of it's bullshit. Yeah, no, 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 of course not. I'm just being just, hyperbolic, just, but... yeah. But yeah, we do know that everybody wants to come back. Um, I didn't even mention Pip Torrens, who plays Hair Star, oh, who is oh a fan favorite from the comics, uh, oh and just incredible on the show. Um, Top notch, dude. Pip, you're he's you're awesome. amazing. This dude has done, from what I can tell, mostly period pieces, and like a, a role in a Star Wars movie, and then he's going to be doing this character. Uh, who is such an absurd and dark and interesting character anyway, and they aren't pulling any punches in the show so far. Uh, of course, we have yet to see him lose uh, any appendages, um, so hopefully we'll get to see that uh, amazing the, snowball in the future. I'm, I'm waiting for the hat, mon like the hat montage. Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> great hat montage book. in the comics. Um, we had uh, also Quinn Cannon was a major character in the first season uh, who in the comic books doesn't show up until much later. Um, and it was kind of one of those things where in the show I was like, oh, they're trying to get to these plots as quickly as they can. Um, and it worked. It was played by Jackie Earl Haley from The Watchmen. Uh, he is uh, Rorschach, and he is also Freddy in the Nightmare on Elm Street remix. Who uh, I, it's the same guy who I also believe would be the greatest Cletus Cassidy. Yes, he would be. Oh, he would awesome. be an Cletus amazing Cassidy, Cletus. Yeah. Just uh, throwing that out there, guys. Yeah, come on, come on, uh, Jackie Earl Haley, uh, get in that carnival. Right? <laughs> Car Cletus, Car uh, Cletus grows movie. older. <laughs> yeah, yeah, come on. Uh, but he's a major character in the comics uh, that we see for an extended period of time way later on. So it's kind of strange to see him come in. Uh, to the first season, but it was still really fun. Uh, Haley did a really good job with him. Um, but, uh, yeah. Um, there is a huge cliffhanger sort of situation at the end of the second season here, so it would be a really big bummer if they just don't, if it just peters off and we don't get a third season and have no conclusions to things. Um, it's too big. Yeah. I Like, I just... <sighs> Even in the craziest of circumstances where I say if AMC doesn't have the money for whatever reason, somebody else somewhere would be like, oh, no, this is too big to let it drop. Yeah. It's going to make us money. I would hope that somebody would try to pick it up, Netflix or, you know, something like that. Um, I know that it's a passion project for Seth Rogen and the boys and... Uh, you know, uh, Sam Catlin has said that he's he loves the the ending of the comic book series. He definitely wants that to be a part of the show. That's like ultimately been an idea the whole time. Um, so hopefully they have it written to where they can give us multiple seasons that they can keep having it go on for fun, but then inevitably still have uh, a really great conclusion. Um, they don't seem to be dragging it out quite like The Walking Dead gets dragged out, uh, even though we stayed in basically one location through the uh, entirety of the second season. 
um, it still didn't feel as draggy as people walking through the woods yeah. for multiple episodes. Um, something was always happening. Uh, so yeah, that's um, pretty much what I've got for the show itself, and a little bit all over the place. Uh, if there's uh, anything real you quick, want to touch I, on? No, yeah. I will touch on this because I can't let it go. Uh, in the book. Cassidy does not have fangs. Yes. He does not have fangs that retract from his mouth. The the weird thing about Cassidy in the book is his eyes, which is why he wears uh, sunglasses. So, yeah. you know, it's just people don't see his crazy-ass fucking eyes. Yeah. I, I still haven't seen them yet, and I'm, a, I'm about to start book four. Yeah, it's been years since I've read the whole thing. I don't remember if we ever see them. But, really. like, uh, in that moment in the kitchen of the show, when he It's in the popped, finale for his second season, yeah. Yeah, when he popped his... <laughs> fucking twilight ass fangs <laughs> i like uh, the, you i i'll still accept it because you, you can't go wrong yeah but like it was like i understand because you made the comment you were like that just kind of shows that how much he's been holding back yeah so i like that for I visual like the idea. show thing yeah and so i get that and i'll accept it but son of a bitch cheesy it's, it's even cheesy, cheesy for this series yeah I, I agree i didn't care for that too much either um it is especially going back and looking at the panels much more brutal to see him in the comics just ripping a dude's throat out with just regular, regular people teeth like regular people teeth. yeah he's just chomping down on dudes um but i get it so like they they have not done the weird eyes thing so he hasn't really been wearing sunglasses but he does now but, have his red glasses which yeah. oh my god <laughs> so amazing such like, an iconic it was look so great. yeah it's if i ever fun. got a preacher tattoo it'd probably be cassidy's glasses just the yeah yeah, yeah i'd like I love that it. oh my god uh it's uh it's a good series all in all there's all kinds of stuff that we didn't spoil for the comics or that uh oh, you know we, in the show i i feel um, like we could definitely do more about preacher especially yeah. once we both read through the books again we'll t we'll talk more about it in later episodes i'm sure uh yeah i'm gonna reread it again anyway and uh once season three is announced we'll do a pretty in-depth breakdown uh, maybe of how, how things work but yeah hopefully um, we just whet your appetite a little to go and get it or read it download it i want people to check it out yeah you know go to your library and get that shit fucking download it yeah get it get it picked up they just started releasing in the last uh five or seven years or so these nice big thick hardcover editions that collect I think two or three of the volumes a piece. They're pretty expensive, but they're fucking gorgeous and the, the just heavy duty. The covers look nice. Um, I have a Sandman one and it's beautiful. Yeah, those things My are friend great. Stephanie Yuri is uh, reading it right now. Nice. Yeah, it's always good to share your stuff. Yeah, if if you have Preacher and your friends haven't read it, but you guys are watching the show, force that shit in their laps. Yeah, shove it in their face. Be like, look, comic books are great. Fucking read them, you know. But it's good stuff. We enjoy it. What do you guys think? What do you think is missing from the show? What would you like to just see happen uh, from the comics? Um, you know, do you think that uh, Jesse needs to be better as a human? Do you think that Tulip needs to be the college-educated woman that she is in the comic books. Uh, do you think Airstar is perfect? Uh, what, yeah, he's perfect. Uh, what, you know, what do you guys think? Um, you know, it's a controversial show, and that's what's going to lead us into this first segment. Uh, it's a it's a new one that uh, I've got on the list, sort of the opposite of what we did last week, calling it "Holy Shit, Batman." All right, so in this segment, we're just going to talk about some really rad shit that we're noticing or things that just kind of make us go, holy shit, uh, you know, at the end of the day. 
Um, and for my amazing segue that I then broke up and made into this awkward segue, um, is <laughs> that the controversy of Preacher has reached uh, the great group known as One Million Moms, uh, a conservative uh, Christian group um, made up of probably not that many moms, but just quite a few offended people um, that are upset by... Uh, the things shown in the television series Preacher. The thing is, they've been kind of pissed about it for a while, but haven't really spoken out until uh, one faithful episode. Uh, that showed the truth. Yes, and uh, we will spoil it now because it has been a while since that episode has aired, but these fuckers aired, or wrote their petition on Facebook uh, the day after the episode aired, mentioning in their headline that it featured Jesus having sex with a woman and conceiving a child and the thing the truth it happened uh well. don't know whether or not uh he and his folks had bro speak which was really fun uh or if uh she was a married woman as in the show um which i guess was just a little bit more flame uh or fuel for their flames yeah. uh, that she was it was an adultery situation as well um, but the the most grievous thing is them just posting that as a spoiler. It's the opening to the episode. Uh, we didn't know going in, and we were just kind of like, "What's going on? Oh, this does seem like yeah, the walls you, are made of clay." Yeah, you guys fucking spoiled a really fun twist in the show, but also just gave this series uh, publicity essentially because anybody with a sense of humor just finds that fucking hilarious that these women. Uh, this group uh, has started a petition to get the show banned because they don't like uh, the implied via silhouettes uh, Jesus getting laid. Um, like, I just, I, and I have to think about, like, who fucking watched it? Who out of these yeah. people watched <laughs> Preacher and has so far been okay with everything until this until point? Until this point, yeah. Like, like yeah, which one of them was just like for the first time ever flipping through their direct TV and just like preacher? I wonder what this show's about. Probably wholesome, and it just happens to be that episode, and then they just happen to get a petition together in twenty four hours. Yeah, who loves this show from that group? Right. That figured this out, but yeah, uh, that's hilarious, and I think it's funny, and hopefully, it garnered enough news on Facebook that more people are just watching. The I was show. about to say because if they were if they were upset about that, I can't imagine how they felt about Humperdoo. Oh yes, because... when, he, when he was finally shown. Yeah. Yeah, because. I just, I, like, there's so many things I could say that would be hilarious. To, just, what is your problem? No, they would right. hate Humperdoo. Which, uh, for those who haven't seen the show or read the comics. Uh, is the retarded great, 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 great grandchild. Times 23. If you have uh, that many people within the same bloodline breeding, they will create a mentally handicapped Humperdoo. Uh, so the Jesus is this little derpy sort of individual, and uh, which is why Jesse is is uh, being uh, groomed, as it were, to be the next uh, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, the new Messiah. Um, but it's a fun thing, and it's just, oh, it's hilarious. Uh, I'm glad yeah. that people have enough time to do something like that. You know what? To those one million moms, just watch HGTV. Just stick <laughs> yeah. to that in Stay your background. Stay out of your stuff. Just totally agree with those batshit insane ladies who are going to spend that much money and then not like something for the countertop. Because here's the thing. If your faith is so shaky that a fictional show written uh, or created by the guy from fucking Knocked Up 
can shatter or, or upset your feelings about your faith, then then you have some other things you need to be looking at than a fucking AMC show. You're a little show. rickety. Yeah, you're a little, you're a little rickety. You might need to don't look into that but uh it is goofy and it's very funny and it's definitely not the least of the shit that's in this series yeah and, and just check come, your so. check your spoilers ladies yeah. just check your information which you know what i'm sure they won't be happy about our next piece of news which is simply a tweet uh featuring the new hellboy decked out in makeup uh his uh, the this fucking wonderful uh david uh, Harborough yep. uh, of uh, Stranger, Stranger Things, Things. yeah, um, and Quantum of Solace, yeah, and Equalizer. He's been doing stuff for a long time. Uh, he's a real good actor. Loved him in Stranger Things. I think that he looks incredible in the makeup. Uh, he are, he looks a lot like Ron Perlman. Yeah. Uh, only more realistically beefy. He doesn't yeah. have like you know fake muscles on his chest. Uh, sorry, Ron Perlman, I love you, but <laughs> dude. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> um, I doubt it. Was this his guy is definitely choice. just. Yeah, no, I mean he was he's an older fella too. You know, it's like I'm not gonna blame him for that. And he's fucking awesome in Hellboy. I yeah. love Hellboy uh, one and two. They're both great. It is a little disappointing that it's not gonna be Guillermo del Toro doing it or Ron Perlman back for three. But the fact that the series is being kept alive at all. Uh, is fucking great. And um, it's, again, it's still a passion project for someone, so yeah. I always feel better when things are uh, dear to people's hearts yeah. and they want to make it into a masterpiece versus a cash cow yeah exactly into, a mass, into shit Hellboy is uh, something that fans clamor for but it's not something that has enough name recognition at this point to just fill seats like a Batman film would um, yeah but yeah, it's great that we're gonna see it. The uh, the the poster for it is really badass. Uh, it's Mike Mignola artwork looks super good. Um, very stoked about this movie and very stoked about him uh, in the role as a sort of young, uh, cocky Hellboy. Um, and now we wanted to talk about Mega City One. Oh yeah, because I'm gonna be cracking open the Best of Judge Dread here in a little bit, yes. and I, I just fell into this because you were like let's watch uh dread, dread. 2012 and i'm like um okay <laughs> and then i was on the edge of my seat the whole time just like freaking out this is so fun uh judge dread for the uninitiated he's a character uh that started in a british magazine comic um he's essentially a, f a cop in the future where uh the police or these forces of judges are judge jury and executioner on the streets crimes are so bad uh, they got to put you down right there or arrest you right there, whatever they got to do. And Dredd is the perfect judge. He is literally bred to be the best that there is. Um, and uh, it had a terrible... Uh, beginning. Yeah, well, or the other movie. movie yeah, the, yeah, it had, a, had an awful Stallone film. Um, and uh, But a, a really great uh, reboot of the series uh, in Dredd uh, with uh, uh, Carl Urban, uh, who is fucking awesome. Um, he was in Star Trek uh, reboots as uh, Hank. As Bones. No, not Hank, as McCoy, yeah, Bones. Leonard McCoy. Uh, yeah. Um, and uh, he's he's just a fun actor anyway, but he pulled off just showing a chin, again, like Ian Coletti with his eyes, all chin. Um, but uh, there has been a show announced, uh, Mega City 1. They're looking at sending it to, like, Netflix or a streaming thing. There's no real news on it, just wanting people to know that it's happening. Yeah, uh, the last thing we got was of things. August of this past year. Uh, mm. We just got, a cut like, a, one photo of uh, 
what did you call it? Blade Runner esque. Yeah, it looks like the city uh, concept city. art. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we, yeah, and Urban has mentioned in the past that he wants to come back uh, when they had talked about a movie, a sequel. Um, it, the film did not do great, um, but on DVD and Blu-ray has like blown up. Yeah, I was about uh, to say it's a it's a, would be a cult classic. Yeah, or like a cult, yeah. a cult film because it didn't get a good publicity. Yeah, and having a Stallone film, the really bad one on its heels, didn't help, but. Uh, people who like Dread and did, actually enjoyed this one, and uh, it is a super fun, ultra violent action movie. Um, it's like an Can't American wait till version my of the Raid. Are old enough to, for me to be like, watch this movie. <laughs> this would be great. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's fucking good. So hopefully that show happens uh, for real and isn't just going to be in talks. But um, the people who do it's Rebellion Studios, their game company that's done, uh, I believe it's Sniper Elite. It's one of the sniper game series, and they also did a zombie uh, World War II game. Uh, they are the people who own the rights to it, and they're the ones who are fishing around uh, for this show. So it's kind of interesting, uh, but they really, again, another passion project kind of thing. The guy who's in charge of Rebellion really loves uh, Dread, and, again, Urban really loves the character. So hopefully that happens. Yeah. Really fucking great. Yeah. I, I just started to love it. Don't want to see it, you know. Just fade away. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's plenty of Dread to read, so we'll, we'll get Heck caught yeah. up on that. Um, and then finally, for some cool news, um, X Force film has been officially announced uh, with uh, Drew Goddard, the creator of the Daredevil Netflix series. Um, he also wrote uh, Cabin in the Woods, um, The movie. Martian, and uh, sadly World War Z. <laughs> but the other two are good. His other stuff is good. So World War Z, I'm going to put up to being a studio problem because that's not a good movie. Um, but. Yeah, I'm fucking excited about this. Ryan Reynolds is officially on for sure, and so is Brolin, uh, doing Cable. Oh um, yeah, yeah, so yeah, and uh, yeah, Domino yeah. will probably cool. show up as well. <laughs> so uh, it's gonna be cool. We're already sort of building the team by doing uh, Deadpool two, and the fact that it's officially announced with uh, a really good writer attached. Uh, I'm fucking stoked. I think it's gonna be great. Yeah, we're getting more and more Deadpool stuff. He's essentially getting a better. Uh, fucking film franchise and the x-men did uh yeah i uh feel like uh deadpool's blowing up like harley yeah yeah he's we become are, very we popular able, we are able to find a lot of merchandise now it's nice yes uh and and people giving love to those things that we've we love too that means mm -hmm. we get to see more and more of this shit give me more x-factor movies give me more deadpool uh maybe we'll see him show up in an infinity war eventually That'd don't be so rad. fuck my oh, Harley. Right. Yeah, you guys have a lot. You guys got big shoes to fill coming up here. Well, I think that's about it for the badassery that we have noticed coming up. Um, the, the, you know, be on the lookout for some cool news. Let us know if there's anything that really kind of blew your hair back uh, in the last few weeks uh, news-wise. Um, you know, keep your ears to the ground. And uh, here we go on to uh, our uh, recommended reading for this episode. Okay, guys, here's your recommended reading for these couple weeks. Black Panther, written by Reginald Hudlin, art by John Ramada Jr., Preacher by Garth Ennis and Stephen Dillon, Hellboy, written by Mike Mignola, art by John Bryan, Best of Judge Dredd, introduced in 2080 magazine in March of 77, written by John Wagner and Carlos Esquera. Well, that's it for the show. Uh, check us out on uh, Facebook uh, at the Fresh Comics Podcast. Also, check out um our uh 
you know, podcast we spun off from, the uh, Freshly Baked Crackers, which on Facebook is uh, Freshly Baked Podcast. Like us there, share our pages, uh, tell us what you think about comic books, shows, uh, what stuff you'd like to see us talk about, uh, that kind of shit. Um, check us out on Instagram, also at Fresh Comics Podcast. Um, email us at freshcomicspodcast at gmail.com. Fucking get up with us. You know, give us ratings on iTunes. Uh, subscribe. Do that kind of good stuff. And uh, I wanted to uh, add a little uh, corrections uh, portion right here. Um, I uh, mistakenly said that Daredevil had been in the Defenders before this run, and that was incorrect. A uh, friend of the, uh, the series, uh, Tom Gosser, let me know about that. So sorry about that. Also, I realized that I used the word amalgam at one point when I should have used the word analog. That bothered me for almost three weeks. So sorry. I'll try not to do that. And, uh, yeah, so that's it. Uh, talk to us. Let us know what you think. Um, get on to watching Preacher and uh, reading the series. And, uh, you know, we'll be talking to you soon. Read on. Carlos Esquera. I'm trying, guys. <laughs> well, here's the soup.